CITR 101.9 FM. This is the Inkside Show, the radio show where we talk about comics. I was all worried that that was going to end early because it stopped for a second. Like, I'm not ready to come back on air. Um, and that would have been the old standard college radio uh, moment of uh, awkward silence. My guest right now for the second half of the show is T. Edward Bach. Or do you go by... Or, 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 oh, Todd's fine. Todd's I, fine. I, that's I sign everything that way, but my first name's Todd, and everyone I know either calls me that or or Box, so it's whatever. I mean, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Todd's fine. Todd's uh, four oh nine is fine. Doesn't matter. Four oh nine. Now you've got uh, the big thing. My favorite thing I've read by you is the uh, thing you did for um, Bodega. The service industry, uh-huh. um, but you also you have something out from Drone and Quarterly in one of those showcases. You got something in the new Mom uh-huh. uh, and a whole slew of other stuff. Not to forget the uh, the old Orchid anthology that came out many years ago from Sparkplug. Orchid, yeah, and we're hopefully hopefully um, Sparkplug is going to publish the second. Orchid, which I guess is kind of waiting in the wings as far as that goes, but Sparkplug um, has it's like a it's it's like the, the like ultimate orchid. It's like really pretty amazing. Um, but I've seen some of the work in that, and it's like a it's an anthology, but it's also like a complete story with like every artist doing a different chapter. So it's pretty amazing. That the the first one really blew me away. I mean, um... it's a really nice little. I mean, that was their first book, and that was like my introduction to a lot of. A lot of the artists who like are now friends, and I kind of knew about them, and we just had started to meet and everything back then. And um, like Jesse, Jesse Reckler and Lark, who had done one story. Kevin, I had just uh, become you know acquainted with Gabrielle, who I had met like in San, at San Diego Con, like mm-hmm. in a in a like a, we were in a Kinko's <laughs> printing. She was printing her mini comics. Like this is a. It's like 2001, uh, San Diego Con was the first and only one. I may go this year. I, I, I probably not, but that was like the first one I'd ever been to. And you know, I was doing, I was running some, doing some minis at a uh, Kinko's, and Gabrielle's like standing right there. And we started looking at each other's stuff, and we're like, "Oh, are you at this thing?" And it turns out we knew other people, including you know Dylan Williams, and you know all those got all those people. And uh, I had met Dylan through uh, Ben Catmull, uh, Ben, who does uh, Monster parade and had done paper theater and stuff mm-hmm. and other earlier stuff the puppy toss stuff that they were all associated with in in berkeley like ben i had met originally in oh man like 10 years ago i think ben was kind of my ben was like the the gateway drug to all this <laughs> stuff ben and like uh i had met billy mavreus and uh oh billy valium and um oh uh oh man i can't oh the guy who did um Years ago, at Denver Oktoberfest, I think the Don Salemi, I guess, was the the editor back then. I met him, Danny Hellman, all these people like at the, at the same SPX. And, like it was really great. I met Michael Kupperman back then too, and that was this was like years ago. This was like ten years ago. These guys have no idea who I am. They're like, oh, that that was that weird guy that was getting stoned with us in the hotel room, you know, like <laughs> ten years ago. Uh, but Valium was fantastic, and I had wanted to meet meet him, and so that was really a nice. That was really nice. That was uh, this all. So this so many years ago, but Ben basically was the first person I had met, and he and I were you know talking with each other and like we liked each other's work and stuff. And Ben's you know he's a phenomenal artist. So 
it's, everyone I know is. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that, <laughs> very lucky. It's it's really neat. Like the, I keep telling people to to read, especially the the Lasky story and that the Raven, which is like, oh yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's, yeah. I can't wait to see his stuff. I'm like, when's he going to be done with that? You know, that Carter family oh, thing. I, I just saw him recently, and I was like, when, when? You know, <laughs> but he's always still just cranking away at it. He's uh, one of the unsung heroes of the Pacific Northwest. Absolutely, yeah, it's, it's great. His, his stuff is gorgeous, and I think uh, if anyone totally. deserves one of those big New York contracts, totally. it's him. Now, service industry, it I'd read it when it came out. Um, I didn't read the mini comics, but I read it like um, when they sent it out when it came out. Was that last year? Mm. I think it was two thousand seven. A couple originally, years ago. originally, like we had done a Dylan had helped me print. Like do self-published ones, and then they were and we we did those, and I then I was like, you know, I was talking with Randy and you know Randy Chang Bodega Distribution. I was like, Randy, you know, I would like you to publish this, and he was like, all right, cool. You know, it was like <laughs> he wanted he wanted to do it, so you know, and then we started talking about the size, and it was much smaller the original size. We I had done a version before that was actually like. I don't know, like, it's really hard to find now because it was really a self-published thing that was actually the early strips, and it was, like, the first actual service industry, which was a silkscreen cover I did with Zach Soto uh, down in in um, Baton Rouge at uh, LSU while he was still in school there, and I went down and had, had my stuff, and we started printing covers. We did these uh, silkscreen covers for that. It turned out really nice, um, and, then it, and then we <laughs> I had them at the... I had him at a convention afterwards, and like, it turned out that um, I guess there were some other cartoons. I think it was Rob Olman or somebody who had like a really similar cover because it was like <laughs> a, a, a meal ticket, like from a from a restaurant, you know. So I had printed the same colors and everything. Anyway, it looked similar, but the ones we did turned out really nice. And uh, those are like I don't I don't even have like any of those originals anymore. It's weird. Like I don't even know where some of that artwork is. But those are the early strips that are more they're somewhat autobiographical but they're more trying to like i was i was just trying to kind of figure out what i was doing as a as a as a comic strip you know um at the time so but that started in like 2002 and then i did it until 2005 and um just in one paper and then uh then we put we the 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 service industry the version you're talking about is one long you know extended narrative thing that like ran that was like this that was like pretty much the end of the last year of the strip mm-hmm. and i decided to like go off and try to do something a little more i don't know i wanted to do something more autobiographical more expansive more ambitious you know and i really thought i was going to end up with a longer story but then you know when it was finished it was finished i was like all right i kind of you know i got to the end of what i was trying to say and i it was like this weird panic took over too. Like I was like, "Wow, it's over and it's finished," but I was completely panicked. For, and I had to go to work, and I was freaking out because I was like, "I knew it was done." It was such a weird moment. But well, it sorry. seems it, it's really neat because it seems like you're. I mean, one reason of the panic is you're exploring a lot of personal issues with it that you kind of didn't let rise up before. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was partially that, but it was also like this release you know this like i mean it was just such a it was a release that you know i that i had kind of examined these things and that they were going to be out there in the world and you know it was i mean in retrospect you know i don't know if it was the the greatest you know thing for me to like kind of divulge all this personal information and stuff but 
you know, I, I still, I'm, I mean, what am I going to do now? You know, it's like, you know, I'm the kind of person that, like, will, I've burned notebooks and drawings and sketchbooks and stuff before. I've just thrown them into a bonfire, you know, and I regularly just kind of, like, destroy art if I'm not happy or if I want to get past it. So it's like, that way it's, like, gone. I don't have to deal with it. The same kind of feeling that I had. I was, like, almost a little regret, but then it was like, wow, I'm glad it's kind of done and out there and over. You know what I mean? So. It's closure. Bring it up yeah, and closing yeah, it real quick. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was good. And, like, you know, some people um, actually read it. And some people actually liked it. So, you know. I, I personally was, found it actually pretty powerful that it seemed like it wasn't a comfortable strip to do. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a challenge. Because, I was, like I said, I was, try, I was figuring out what I was doing while I was working on it. So I, did, I do miss, I miss doing that sometimes. I miss having, like, a deadline like that. But, I mean, I have other deadlines <laughs> now I have to worry about. So. <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, it was a lot. It was a good, it was a really good experience for me to, to have that kind of stuff to work on. And it was, you know, I mean, I, now I am not so, I don't know, like, autobiographical stuff i'm i'm really more i'm very skeptical about that kind of work now but I, I i'm critical more or less than skeptical i guess i stay a little bit i stay away from it now mm-hmm. i think um and try to i guess i try to you know uh indulge my own ideas through uh, other 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 approaches in the in the work rather than doing a directly autobiographical story i'm not saying i would never do it again it's just time right now it's just not it's not right for me so well it seems now you're more dealing with themes than people yeah i mean the 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 big one would be your feelings of war yeah yeah i uh i i did uh i did kind of i did want to explain or examine that stuff um with the with the drawn quarterly stuff and that was something that was also touched on a bit in service industry as well. Yeah. I, yeah, I've, uh, I mean, I had a, you know, strong anti-war sentiment, you know, obviously, and uh, was, you know, and, and remain, you know, opposed to to that, you know, to military engagement, you know, and stuff. And, you know, it's irresponsible. I mean, what we've seen has been, has been very irresponsible, in, in my opinion, but... Um, I don't know. I can't. I, I can't. You know. It's. Uh, I guess I. I am at the point now where I. I don't think about that stuff as much. Um, I feel like I. My. You know. My feelings on it. I've. I've expressed. And. You know. I still. I still. You know. I maintain them. I. It's interesting. You know. I just. Right, like just right before you. Called. I was. Uh, having a, a conversation. Online. A, a chat. Uh, with a friend of mine who just returned from Palestine. She's been, um, she was filming some footage there, and I'm going to see her um, next week uh, in New Orleans. We're old friends. And, um, I'm just, I'm like, wow, you know, what did you, you know, what was it like? You know, I want to know, like, did you get shot at? You know, it's, it's like, you know, I mean, that's so, I mean, it's such a tumultuous, you know, zone, and, but yeah, at the same time, like she really gave me this impression that it's, you know, there's life just going on uh, in the undercurrent that, you know, uh, beyond what's, you know, what's happening there too all the time. So there's more than we can understand. Right. I mean, it, always. Yeah. Tell me about your uh, your voyages you've gone on recently. Voyages. 
Your National Geographic <laughs> journey. I find um, it f- like you, you talking about you talking about uh, last year working on the working on the on the ship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that sounds yeah, crazy. I, uh, I I went um I went uh, to I t- I I took a, a contract position on a a boat a, a ship in uh, Alaska in the Inside Passage of of Alaska, Southeast Alaska and. Um, this was a small, like National Geographic natural history tour ship. Um, it wasn't a research vessel, but we did have like we had like. I mean, it was interesting though because we had like presentations by like OSU marine mammal research people came on board and had a lot of National Geographic photographers. It was like it was mainly like a photographic expedition for people, you know. Um, but uh, we had like some, you know, we had a whale researcher who came on and was doing work, you know, while she was actually driving. Zodiacs around and stuff, and um, it's a phenomenal experience. My contract was six months. I got in. I got on. Like I think Monday would be a, like Monday would be a year. A year ago Monday, um, this coming Monday would be like a year that would sell. That would be like you know, that, it was a year ago. So my life has changed drastically. I uh, went up there and was just trying. I just wanted to. Uh, the idea was to save some money, come back and work on this hotel project and maybe some other comics and to get inspired to go somewhere that I had never been. And, you know, with the experience and like, you know, the idea of like, you know, still kind of playing around with this whole service industry thing was in the back of my mind because I took a job as a steward, which was a passenger services position. You know, I didn't do any, I didn't have anything to do with the actual ship uh, operations. I would love to go back and do that. I don't know if I have an opportunity to do that now, but we'll, we'll see. I haven't completely ruled it out. Um, but uh, I ended up, you know, working on this ship, like, for six months. And the work wasn't the thing that got to me. The thing, the work was, it was, it was almost like just the work that I was doing just had nothing to do with anything because I had never been anywhere so beautiful, like, so just pristine, natural place, like, ever in my life. I'd never seen anything like this before. I grew up in Colorado, so I was in the mountains all the time when I was a kid. But this was just completely different. I mean, it was just phenomenal and there's mountains everywhere and just like the water being on the water i lived on the ship i lived like up in the you know underneath you know in in the uh we lived in this part called the folksal which is under it's like decks below and uh you know i was in a small like you know cabin for months with like three four other people at a time and um <laughs> you know, at, at, first, at first you know it was, it was a little bit it was like man you know how am i going to deal with this like being so cramped up with people but i mean you know couple weeks are gone and you're like you know you're getting up early for breakfast so you can watch the humpback whales breaching and it's like you don't <laughs> think about shit like that you know what i mean you're just like oh my god well, you know i gotta get out so there's bears on on the port side there's you know whales on you know starboard so it's like you gotta like i don't know you gotta have an appreciation for that stuff too because some of the people i was working with were just like eh whales again and i was like are you fucking serious <laughs> you know i mean i couldn't get over it like i every like every single day i was like dumbstruck every fucking day i was like oh my fucking god you know there's sea lions out here we're gonna go see sea lions every chance i got to get off the ship i would go kayaking or i'd go hiking on bear trails with other people you know i could not you couldn't go anywhere by yourself mm-hmm. until until when we we're when we we're in mexico you could go hike on your own but um which we didn't happen till later but Anyhow, so, yeah, I mean, like, sea lions, and, you know, the first time I saw stellar sea lions, 
it blew my mind. You know, it blew my mind. I had only seen like fur seals in the zoo before, and these were like, you know, we had, we'd seen some seals out in the you know Glacier Bay and stuff out in the you know floating around, and um, but I'd seen the sea lions all hauled out. These huge, like massive animals. You know what I'm talking about? They're yeah. just massive. They're, they're, these are all bulls. They're hauled out on this rock. You know, hundreds of them, and they chase us around. You know, on the boat, on the little boat, we're like in a little zodiac. You know, cruising around. To check them out and uh just phenomenal i went out and, and uh, had a very close encounter with some sea lions on my own when i was <laughs> kayaking in glacier bay and i just got this i got the shit scared out of me i was like i'm gonna i was like i'm going out on my own today and everybody's like yeah you can do it go do it <laughs> like hell yeah hell yeah you know i was like oh, face nature you know I'll, I'll conquer my fear and you know, I really had that idea. I really had this ridiculous idea that I was going to go out and, like, face my fear and everything and, like, be cool and, like, come back and be like, yeah, fuck it, yeah, you know? And I fucking paddled out there, and I almost went too far, like, at one point, and I'm like, I got a tide chart. I'm looking at the compass. I'm, like, trying to pay attention to the tides. And, uh, not a compass. Sorry, I had a map of these little islands where I went out and about, and this is... This is ridiculous. I just, I, you know, had this very close encounter with some animals that got very close, and like these sea lions, something like came up out of the water and like just kind of like I just saw the back of it, and this thing was huge. It was as long as a kayak, you know. And meanwhile, there's whales off in the distance, and like I'm just like, oh. you know, as soon as I saw that, I just like turned around, I like sped back, and I was scared shitless. But when I, you know, I was exhausted, I collapsed back on the wharf, and I got up and like. A couple of days later, I realized, like, my entire perspective, like, had changed. My entire idea, like, you know, I had, I don't know, it sounds really, sounds cheesy or, like, <laughs> I don't know, typical or, or whatever. I don't know if it sounds cliched, but my, you know, my experience, like, or my idea of the wilderness just was transformed. And my idea about my, my place in it, too, was completely transformed, like, I'm complete. Like I am completely meaningless. Like I do not. Yeah. Like total. Like the, nature is completely indifferent, and like it, the world does not give a shit, man. It's like, you know, if there, you know, in the like living in a in a civilization and city and stuff, it's different. But sort of, you know. But otherwise, it's you know, it's just I don't know. It just it just blew my mind. You know, it's like yeah, you can read that stuff, but this just kind of like drove it home for me. So. Anyhow, sorry, I just blabbed well, that was... about that stuff. And, and, and but nevertheless, what, what what really happened was that I began, you know, looking into the life of this naturalist who I became interested in. And at the time, with the Stellar uh, Sea Lions are named after this guy Georg Stellar. And so I started doing some research. I started reading, and I was like, Oh, I'm going to do this little. I'm going to do like a little one page mini comic thing, like based on this guy, you know. And I started reading more and more and more, and now I'm just completely obsessed, and I read as much as I can. I'm working on it right now, actually, but uh, I'm just working on, a, a, like, a, like a, a graphic novel sort of biography about this guy and his experience, his journey from, Saint, you know, St. Petersburg, you know, through Siberia and Kamchatka. I don't want to say too much about it because it's a lot of fun. I love doing the research, but I'm trying to, like, work a lot of ideas into it as well. Just, I don't know, it's a... Uh, it's a, kind of a big project, but I'm really into it, and it's really like just as a direct result of everything that that happened last year. And I'm like, whoa! It kind of reawakened my whole idea about you know what is possible with my art too. You know, mm -hmm. so I, I, I yeah, it's, it was transformative. You know, it's very good. 
know. Well, this I, is. I can't wait to get back to Alaska. I'm trying to get back there this summer. He was this uh, naturalist was a was ashore on this small island called Kayak Island, which is where he went ashore. Actually, they, they he was with the Russians that discovered Alaska in 1741, and he went ashore this little island, this Kayak Island, southeast Alaska. And he was there for ten hours. But uh, right now, the island's uninhabited, and the Navy put up a. U.S. Navy, sorry, put a uh, lighthouse up there, and I think it was 1914 or 15, and uh, it's been automated since, like, the early 70s. So, like, the island's uninhabited. You know, the Klingit people who were living there were driven off by smallpox, like, in the 1800s, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> so now it's open. Like, you can go and, like, you can go stay at the bunkhouse there next to the lighthouse. <laughs> so I'm trying to take a... I'm trying to get out on a float. I'm trying to like. I'm like going to have to charter a float plane out from Cordova at some point and like fly out there and like just do. I just want to do field drawings like around the island to have a real sense of it. And uh, anyhow, so part of the plan for the summer for that's, me is to get back up there for a few days at least. Hopefully, I can take the ferry up because that is a that's beautiful. That that whole that whole route up. They go. There's a ferry. The Alaska State Ferry goes up from like Bellingham to Juneau and Sitka and stuff. Oh, and wow. That must up, be like I think they go a up a little higher, too, up, up north, up further up north, maybe to Whittier. Yeah, they do go to Whittier. Sorry. How long does that take? Uh, it's like three or four days, I think. Yeah. But you can camp out on deck, which is what I want to do. Because I don't know. I don't think I want to get a cabin. I think I want to camp out. Because in the, in the summer, it's not so cold at night, obviously. Yeah, but, I mean, we have ferries here that go... Uh, just back and forth from Vancouver to the Vancouver Island. And even yeah. go, sitting out in the summer on the deck, it can get pretty windy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it can. Yeah, it can. I, and, I'm going to try it. We'll see. And you're going to be... I in, get, if I get too cold, maybe I'll go inside, you know? Because you're going to be on some open ocean. Like, it's not going to be like, we're pretty secluded going through the Georgia Strait. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with the area at all. Yeah, we, we went... I think we kind of went... Well, where did we go through? We were like, uh, we went through like Prince Rupert. So we did go through some open ocean a little bit, a little, a little, a little bit after past that, come down San Juan, like okay. islands to go to Seattle and stuff. Yeah. So you went, you probably went through, uh, through the strait, like along by, uh, Denman Island, Hornby Island. Any of those sound familiar? I don't know. We went through <laughs> Misty Fjords though. Oh, I don't even know where that is. <laughs> it's really, it's really eerie. It's, it's, it's yeah. just as eerie as it sounds. It's cool. It's pretty neat. Really nice. Like uh, when you get out, like Vancouver is pretty metropolis. Like you know, like very similar to Portland. Um, uh-huh. Probably more tall buildings. Um, but when you get outside of Vancouver, you start getting on the island and north. It's really unpopulated in a lot of spots. Really minimal amount of people there, and, and so we still have some wilderness. Still have uh, on top awesome. here. I can, you know what I want to see that we ne- I never got to see was Victoria. Like that just sounds and looks beautiful. It's pretty nice. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's, yeah, uh, you never hear anybody talking about it, so I'm like, it's wow. it's kind of like a reti- <laughs> It's like they call it for the newly wed and nearly dead. <laughs> it's the it's the kind of the catchphrase for Victoria. Like it's really it's a really nice, really beautiful town. Um, yeah, yeah. But you're not going to spend a lot of time there. Right. <laughs> it's like, all right, everything's closed at ten. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, I mean, but if you want to see stuff, like, you want to get outside of town and see, like, beaches and just where hippies used to live, Victoria's, <laughs> like, a good central spot to go. Where did you, you, know, where did you live? Where did, you used to live? Did you, are you, did you grow up there? I grew up north of Victoria in a little town called Cumberland in Comox and Courtney. It's uh, in the 
the Comox Valley area, huh. which is uh, north of Nanaimo. Uh, I lived there till about 10, and then I moved to Vancouver, and I've been a city boy since then. But, like, my yeah. brother lives in uh, just uh, west of uh, Victoria in a town called Where'd Souk. You, so you grew up in, or you, like, basically, like, grew up in, in Vancouver then? Yeah. Like, after after that? And you go to school, and you went to school in Vancouver, or did you go away and then come back? Or? No, I'm, I'm a Vancouver boy. Yeah. 20 years here. More than nice. 20. Uh, I, I'm really bad at going anywhere. <laughs> I'm probably the opposite of you. <laughs> No, I you know I spent I spent a good part of my life growing up in Denver and like you know I'm, I love the fact you know I can go and see my family there but I you know Denver just I don't know the charm I guess the charm wore off when I was pretty young so well it seems like you you love to travel you love to just like live in different spots and live different experiences yeah I mean it's you know it's fun to like get around is that part of the reason you went and did the uh, fellowship at the school the cartooning school the ccs yeah i you know the thing is i had i guess i had always kind of envisioned you know i had this like romantic idea of vermont which actually is you know i mean it's i mean it's pretty it's really beautiful up there like i hadn't I, you know i was like man i hope i'm not going to be disappointed by the fall and stuff and i was not <laughs> at all i mean it was amazing and winter too like i hadn't been you know i hadn't lived in denver i think i moved out of denver in like 94 and um, hadn't been in a winter since then until, you know, this last, until, you know, uh, 2007 when I was in Vermont. And, man, it was phenomenal. I was like, holy, I hadn't been around snow and, like, blizzard snow and, like, huge, you know, drift. And I was really living in a, I was living in a really fortunate place because where I had to walk, I worked for, you know, I worked part-time at this little publisher. And I worked, you know, went to the school and would do, you know, whatever, I'd do my work at the school and, uh, I, you know, I had the little co-op where I, you know, I volunteered at this, uh, food co-op that was next to the, the building where the publisher I worked in. And so it was like, I had this little triangle where I could just basically stay in and like, you know, occasionally I'd take the bus to, um, oh, over to Hanover to use that. We had access to the Dartmouth library, um, which was great, you know, <laughs> like, you know, um, a Rosco, you know, murals and stuff there. But uh, so I'd go there and like, you know, they've got it's just a phenomenal library to have access to. But otherwise, I would stay in this little triangle, you know, area of uh, White River Junction that enabled me to just, you know, I didn't have to worry about the snow and I just walked everywhere, you know. So like even walking in the snow, it was just phenomenal. I loved it. It was beautiful. It Very must, beautiful. It must be good as far as like. Sweet be, little town too. Being able to get shit done. Like yeah. Because like you're not going out. You know, you're doing what you have to do, and then you're home. But, right, exactly. I just, you know, I just, you know, cranked away. I was, like, I was basically working out a lot of ideas while I was there. And, you know, I had probably, um, I was definitely having some, oh, I was going through a period where um, things were just not, they were, things were not easy for me, and I had, like, kind of gotten a big head about, you know, the, you know, Fantagraphics invitation and, you know, drawing a quarterly thing. And I think, you know, um, I, I, I think I alienated a lot of my friends, you know, <laughs> um, because I, you know, I think maybe, I, I don't know, like, I think I alienated people uh, a little bit. And uh, there, were, there were some people who were really fed up with me, like friends who are now, like, have, you know, I'm very fortunate in all my friendships. You know, they've, everybody's been very forgiving towards me always. 
And, you know, I'm very, you know, most people. And, you know, if you haven't been, then, you know, it's, I mean, that's fine, you know. But um, I, I basically, like, you know, I, I went there kind of with, I don't know, my idea of myself was kind of fucked up, you know, when I went, when I went to Vermont. And I, I stayed in a weird mind frame and just tried to, I tried to work out my personal stuff while I was actually tr- trying to develop, you know, ideas that I was working on. And, you know, it wasn't, it, it was a tough year for, you know, it was a tough year for, for me, but it was also like, it was really good. It was a really, really good, ultimately it was a really good experience in the end. So I managed to get, managed to get some good ideas worked out and um, hopefully we'll see, you know, a book. Um, I'd like to do a book. Um, based on this, the kinds of hotel ideas that I was developing and still work on too. So, but right now I'm focused on the, on the stellar project, which, which, you know, culminated as a result of, you know, after I'd gotten back from CCS and kind of like gotten back to Portland, I was like, uh, you know, what am I going to do now? And like, well, I just came from this really tiny little isolated place. Why don't I go to an even smaller sphere and implode? (laughs) No, I didn't. Um, but I, I did when I did get back from Vermont. I just went, I went and I, st- I was back in Portland for just very briefly before I went back and went back out and got on the ship and did that. So and now you're back in the land of ports. Now I'm back in Portland and yeah and just staying busy and yeah now I I don't know like I have to go to New Orleans Sunday and like I'm, my mom's moving back to. Colorado. She's moving back to Denver. She wants to be near her family and stuff. You know, her family's from Southern Colorado, but they all live in Denver now. So, I'm gonna go help her pack up the house in Denver and, move, and fly back to Denver on the Fourth of July, and then hang out for a couple of days, catch up with my family, and then come back up here. I'm hoping to maybe maybe take a pit stop in Sacramento and get down to the Bay Area for a day or two and see Ben and uh, maybe uh, Vanessa and Trevor and stuff. So, all wonderful, talented cartoonists i love uh trevor and vanessa's work yeah trevor alexopoulos and vanessa davis i should say um now we're talking (laughs) about the seller story which is in the new mome just so people know where they can check it out because that should be out soon i'm curious um all your work now seems to be white on black as far Uh, as coloring okay is that a specific no 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 there uh there's (laughs) no there's some there's some uh there's some work in the in the, um, in the, um, uh, oh, in the, in, in the, the drawn quarterly thing. And in the, the drawn quarterly thing, it's, it's where it's like kind of inverted, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to do that stuff exclusively. That's always going to be kind of a part of what I'm, how I'm working. Um, so, but it's not all exclusively like that. It's just Does whatever. It look like that? Are you looking at the moment? I'm, I'm looking at the moment. I was just, you, it's it's used a lot, but I mean it's not. You're right. It's not exclusive. Oh, um, wait, are you? Wait, did you get the? How did you get the moan? I got it sent to me. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> if, they, if it's if it's out, they got to pay me now. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Uh, I, I, it's a, it's an advanced copy. Um, I got one of those. Yeah. I, I gave it to my intern. An intern. Yeah. You're like Kramer. I got an intern. She's phenomenal. Her name is Virginia Payne. She's a budding cartoonist. She, uh, we met here at IPRC, which is Independent Publishing Resource Center in Portland. But they also, I wanted to let people know that that's actually, that's actually uh, you know, it's in Portland. And yeah, I think most people know, if they know about self-publishing, they've probably heard about the Independent Publishing Resource Center. But 
Um, I mentioned to Justin, the director, that I would uh, talk a little bit or mention at least uh, that the, they're beginning a new program, which is uh, like a creative writing and new media and comics uh, certificate program that uh, uh, is going to be offered. And Jesse Reckla, who's the cartoonist for Slow Wave, is actually going to be one of the people involved, as well as Nicole Georges, um, and who's a you know self-publishing you know, queen in her own right, and uh, other people, including Dylan and mm-hmm. myself, at some point, we'll pro- probably do a workshop. I'll, I'll do a workshop. Dylan will be more, is more involved than I am, but, um, yeah, it's a, and Justin Hawking, who's the director, will be teaching some creative writing classes, too, so, yeah, but there's a, it's a, it's a track that they're offering now as a, as a, as a program for through the through the IPRC, so it sounds, I, guess, it, I guess it's beginning in the fall. So sounds it would be interesting. Jesse is really quite a, a smart guy, and I'm always he's a, yeah, he's a, he's real he's very dynamic. It's, uh, and don't forget about his strip, uh, Ten Thousand Things to Do." Right, the autobiographical, <laughs> right, which are which are all fantastic. Um, so the main things you got coming out is the the stellar story, and then you have got some other stuff you're working on too, or. I am working on Stellar, and right now that's it. Like I, um, I'm well. I'm writing stuff for the hotel project, but uh, I haven't I haven't actually spent any time doing the drawings lately. I did a few drawings that are based on some of the hotel, some of the characters' dreams um, a few weeks ago. But what's the um, hotel project? The hotel project is hopefully uh, well. That's going to be at least one book, but hopefully a series. I'd like to do a series, um, which is, um, the idea is, a it's a fictional hotel called the, the Hotel Ticonderoga, which has its own kind of history and everything that is going to be part of the work, but it's also kind of the lives of the people who live and work in the hotel, and like, some people come and go, some people are always around, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of like a, it's more of a fictional service industry kind of idea but involving like a cast like a vast mm-hmm. cast which i've always wanted to to have you know so i i when i was in ccs i started kind of writing these biographies and just it just like just flowed right out like it just wrote itself and whenever i work on it it just it really does it just kind of like bam it's there so i'm kind of letting every, all that stuff just be while i'm working on the stellar stuff and working on it sporadically going back and forth and developing new ideas for it and uh if there's a, if you're interested in looking at that stuff, it's all on a blog. Like there's comics and like. Oh, I tried. I tried going to the blog and it wouldn't let me. The last hotel. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I can. Uh, you have to ask me, and I'll. You have to ask me, and I'll invite you to read it. Because okay. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of. Uh, I'll send you, but I'll, I'll send you a, a thing and I invite you so okay. you can, so you can get on there. But uh, anyone else who's interested can. Can email me at uh, at my email tedwardbach at gmail dot com to if they're interested in reading what's up there so far. So great. Well, thank you so much. Mr. Sure. Bach. Is that forty minutes? That that yeah. I've got to play a song and get out of here for the next show. Man, that's well. That that, that just flew. flew by. It did. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I appreciate uh, appreciate you giving my my ego a chance to <laughs> a little a little stroke chip for the away day. at itself. <laughs> Hopefully that'll. That'll uh, that'll work. So, well, it's uh, I I really I'm I'm really curious to see what you do with the the Stella store, and I really enjoyed the um, 
the strips I could find on National Geographic site of your I, journey. I appreciate that. I appreciate it's, that. Uh, I think Thanks so much, Robin. So much good stuff. Thank you so much, Todd. All right. Take care now. You too. Bye. Bye. Um, so that was Todd Bach, and earlier I had Noah Van Skyver on, and both of them have stories in the new MoM, as well as a bunch of other stuff. I'll have links to all their things on the website, yeah, website inkstuds.com, www.inkstuds.com. I'll be honest, I don't know who's going to be on next week. Um, I'm a little scatterbrained lately. I don't know if you can tell. We'll have, uh, it'll be a good show, whatever it is. Um, I'm excited. I hope you're excited too. Stay tuned for the French Connection. I might catch some perch. Oh, I am a tired eye.